one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined, as always, trying to add a few extra bits into the introduction. By Luke Owen. Hello, Swift Nation. Hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm mixed, mixed feelings because yeah. on the high of the Avengers Infinity War trailer that we finally watched, uh, which you'll you'll get to go on that journey with us in yeah. the actual show, but on a down because we just got our first one star review. No, it's not our first one star review. We've had uh, one star reviews before. Our second and, one star review. And a four star review. Yeah, that's the Who more Who gives a four one. star review? Come on now. Uh, apparently we repeat ourselves too much. Yeah. And, I- uh, and say... Maybe we overly affirm that we have girlfriends. Is I that think what? that was his other bit of criticism. Oh, of course, yeah. We'll get to it in chronological order. Absolutely. But, uh, but for the meantime... I was listening to another podcast, the Why excellent not? film uh, review show with Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode. And on double speed. On double on 2.3 speed, I've worked my way up to now. Uh, and they, they had an opening bit in their podcast where they were playing havoc, wreaking havoc with people's smart home devices. What? So if I were to yell out right now, Alexa. Oh, God. Play Taylor Swift on Spotify. If someone's listening to this with that device nearby, yeah, gonna get a goes. bit of Swifty. <laughs> gonna Swifty. get a bit of Swift on there. Is it, that's a uh, Rick and Morty thing, isn't it? What's that? Getting Swifty. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't. Shorty. I think it's no, no. That's a film. Get Shorty <laughs> as, as a film. You're thinking of Danny DeVito. Yeah, I do that so often. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see the Man on the Moon documentary, which oh, yeah? has Danny DeVito in, and of course Jerry the King's in it as well. He certainly is. Yeah, Jerry the King and Jr. who were very unhappy about the mm. Man on the Moon film that they did with Jim Carrey, uh, very very unhappy about that film because they're in that film. It's Jr. in it as well. They are indeed. Yeah, There's, there was a week of commentary where they weren't around mm. during the Attitude Era, 
and it was filled in by I think Ooh. Oh, be, I might be wrong on this one but I'm going to say I think it's Jim Cornette and Shane McMahon wow I Shane McMahon I think yeah I think Vince wanted like Shane to follow in his father's footsteps and like they wanted Shane to do commentary for a bit it didn't last very long it's like when they had Shawn Michaels do commentary mm. for a week and then realised that oh, he's Shawn Michaels and he's just being a dick yeah Shane McMahon on commentary I cannot as you will probably hear for this show, think of anything worse. <laughs> wow. Although he he was a lot more am- animated back in the day. We've been watching Survivor Series 1998 as part of the Patreon exclusive podcast. There's a plug for the Patreon. $5 a month and you'll get access to that later this week. Yep. Hopefully. How's that for repeating? Yeah. And uh, the Shane, that's, this is sort of when he's first becoming an on-air character. And he is too much the other way. Yeah. He's, he's almost two in your face. He's so animated, like yeah. especially when you get to Royal Rumble 1999, and he's just and he's doing like the Rocky training stuff with Vince because Vince is getting ready to fight, mm. so face off against Austin in the Rumble. Man, it's just like full on cartoon Shane all over the show. He there is he's an Energizer Bunny that you cannot turn off. Uh, do you? I mean, how are you? I didn't ask. I just dived into my own woes. I'm okay. You're I'm, right. You're I'm, I'm tired. Okay. Yeah, I feel really tired. I was up. I was up a bit late last night because my brother is staying with us this week, <laughs> and uh, you know me, I'm, I'm not one to have a drink in the week. I had two cans of old speckled hen last night. Holy moly! I did not go to bed until nearly eleven, and in fact, past I think it, it might have actually been past eleven. And I had to How get, are you walking well, around I, today? My alarm went off at half past six this morning so I could get up and watch bloody Smackdown Live. I was not a happy chappy. Me and Luke, listeners, really enjoy Thursdays, especially, <laughs> especially on pay-per-view weeks because we have to get up so early to watch all the WWE programming so we can then make videos on it during the day. But Thursday you get a lion. Thursday to is about oh, seven a.m. Beautiful, beautiful day when you're like, yeah. I, I mean, I could just get up and watch NXT, but I might watch that at lunch. Yeah, I li- I like to get up and I just start writing right away. I don't have to watch something yep. before I can write. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Yep. Maybe we should get up early and watch two o five live. <laughs> or maybe, maybe we should. I mean, Hideo Itami's debuting soon. Oh, that would be cool. Well, how about the rest of WWE programming that we were up very early to watch this week? Raw and SmackDown. Let's get on with the show. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. It's been quite the week for me. I've started watching The Walking Dead yeah, from Season 1, Episode 1. Yes, everyone looks so young. So I'm a Walking Dead veteran. I liked it before it was cool. <laughs> but back when it was a comic book series... <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to rewatch a few episodes out the corner of my eye. Yes, because I've been yeah. having it on while I, while eating lunch. Although you were a bit amazed that I was watching it while eating lunch. Yeah, I could never do that. It's a particularly gross show. It's quite gruesome, yeah. But I found that the only time I have been watching it is when I'm eating. That's not the only pop culture thing that's on our minds outside of wrestling. Because we got, we're going to be stopping this recording intermittently because the Avengers Infinity... Um, War War trailer trailer is about to be uploaded, be released. Some people would say dropped, and I hate those people. I used it, yeah, really. I don't don't like when stuff drops. I think it's a really... It's just not a phrase that I enjoy. Oh, well, fair enough. I'm an but, old curmudgeon. Well, I, w- yeah, so literally at the time we were recording this, Good Morning America are about to play the trailer. And we were sat there, we were refreshing Twitter, waiting for them to post it. And then we were like, yeah, we can't delay this record any longer. We do need to go in mm. and get it started. So 
Yeah. Maybe once we finish doing this segment, before we do Raw, we'll go and have a quick check. But the real most important thing is the result of Monday's fantasy booking warfare oh. of Pete Dunne. It was all in. All on, all in, Justice League. Yeah. All on the line. The all or nothing votes. This is what it all boiled down to. Was Ollie Davis going to win 5-0, uh, a clean sweep of the month? Or was he going to completely bollocks it all up and throw away a 4-0 lead? I won. You won. Absolutely. I won. 56% of the vote to 44%. It was very close. It was tighter than it's been in some time. That's what she said. Absolutely. But, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm surprised in two senses. Numero uno, I thought people were just going to vote for mine because they wanted to see you lose. I, I was worried about that too. Yep, that was my first thought. And two, I genuinely thought there was going to be more blowback to you booking British Strong Style than actually following the brief. That was uh, that was the major uh, bit of criticism on mine and the fact that it was so long. It was so long, it was 23 yeah. minutes long. So we've taken that feedback on board. We will be imposing time limits on the fantasy bookings from now on because, yeah... Yeah, I, I, went, I, I didn't realise how long it was until you text me. That was 22 minutes when yeah. you did the edit. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll scale that back. Uh, but, yeah, I do stand by because, you know, you can debut someone. As part of a group. As part of a group. And Absolutely, I think that's yeah. the most effective way to do it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that people have picked us apart for our fancy booking for much more minor, de- minor things mm. than that. In fact, actually, the only bit of criticism I got back from mine was that the build for Roman versus Pete Dunne at WrestleMania was only two weeks. Fair, fair, fairer yeah. build. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, yours could have been longer than seven minutes then if well, you paid more attention well, to that. Well, that, absolutely, yeah. And the other thing was that everyone seemed to get really hung up on the fact that my feud was, um, uh, it was, oh, you're just feuding in with Enzo. Mm. I was like, well, no, I'm using Enzo as a stepping stone to get him into the higher rankings. So we're going to check once more if the Avengers Infinity War trailer is up. And if it isn't, we'll be right back with the Raw review. It's still not up. The it's Infinity <laughs> War trailer is still not up. We're going to do the Raw review. Yep, I mean... This might be a speedier Raw review than, <laughs> than usual, so we can get through it. Uh, so Roman Reigns came out, then Seth Rollins beat Cesaro. <laughs> Just do a quick play-by-play. Yeah, so the show started with uh, Roman Reigns coming out, and as he came out, he actually his music got a cheer from the crowd, and yep. I thought, <laughs> Jacksonville, we're in for a good crowd tonight. That stopped after They were hot for Roman and Strowman and Kane because he's mayor Not yet, he's he's running for mayor But that that pretty much was the the Mm. extent of the people that were really over tonight But Roman Reigns is one of them And you know, he came out, I thought it was a bit of a mixed reaction But they did get the you deserved it chance So... There you go, and there was like I actually think that the crowd were uh, were really into the Roman. There was definitely that like let's go Cena, Cena sucks mm. vibe about it, but the the Cena sucks side of it was much lesser than the let's go Cena side. It was half hearted. I felt yeah. the uh, the booing of Reigns was just like boo yeah. Roman would begrudgingly starting to like you because of some very effective booking and a Shield <laughs> reunion and that great match you had with Miz last week. Whereas the people who always like Roman, yeah. now even like, they like Roman even more. And it was it was a very, it was a much more high-pitched, so kids and women, because uh, it was like, yeah, Roman! And that's where you could tell the baritone was missing from the cheers. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's, whatever they're doing is working slowly. 
yeah, the booing was essentially, I suppose we have to do this because I feel like if we don't, then we're not smarky enough. Mm. So we better boo now. Yeah. And then Michael Cole said, uh, not only is Roman Reigns adored by fans, he is responsible for the most liked oh. Instagram photo ever. And it, they show a picture of Roman Reigns with these, with these freshly won intercan- intercontinental. Yeah, his intercontinental title. Yeah, uh, over his shoulder. Nearly half a million likes on, on Instagram. Yep. They, I'm, if anyone else did that, they wouldn't put it up. Although they did with Charlotte the following night, which only had a paltry hundred. Oh thousand. God! What was what was the point of even yeah. putting it up? I really wish WWE would stop like measuring um, success via social media metrics because if they stopped doing that, Jinder wouldn't have been champion for all of 2017. Yeah, and robots, bots are a thing yep. that are really shove those off kilter plus there's a very big difference from clicking a button which anyone can do very easily and liking something enough to hand over your money which is what the wwe network that's the cash cow that's what you want to push so yeah you should be concentrating on wwe network or pay-per-view numbers or tv ratings rather than the social media that they become so obsessed with yes because social media accounts for now it doesn't actually create money yeah uh, yeah, so Roman Reigns came out. He cut a he cut a promo. It was yeah, it was it was there. There was nothing special about it. Yep. And he challenged everyone. He made a very similar kind of challenge. It was along the lines of step up, which is a bit like John Cena's come want, get some. I was literally waiting for him to say, if you want some, come get some. But it was like, if you want some, mm. step up. So they're, they're running the same open challenge gimmick that was so good for Cena uh, in the 2014 period of his career, I think. Could be 2015. Uh, ooh, good shout. Maybe 2015. I don't know. Uh, and that really helped get Cena over to the more cynical fan base like us because I hated Cena beforehand and now I, I really quite respect him. Or maybe that was me growing up. Who knows? <laughs> did I change or did Cena's presentation? And uh, yeah, so they're, they're doing that with Reigns. His first challenger, the Miz Taraj walkout. They're like, it's not us. Another drum roll. It's Elias. What were your thoughts when he came out? Well, I thought it was going to be Jason Jordan because that's hmm. it's got, that's what they were building all day on like WWE.com and on yeah. Twitter and stuff, that Jason Jordan was going to accept the challenge. And then, nope, it's Elias Samson instead. So I was like, okay. Clearly a last minute change. And Samoa Joe challenged him the previous night at the house show. So, But that obviously played into what happened later. Yeah. Uh, no Finn Balor. I thought Finn Balor would be a, a really good no, first. You've got, you've got to save him, haven't you, to get beaten by Kane. Yes. That's what that's what Balor's role is yes, now. Of co- sorry, sorry. <laughs> I forgot Kane was on the show. Exactly. got to make Kane look strong to make Strowman look strong, yeah. which is good. But then there's that so bit also as that well. It's like that, that's a really bad detour to get to here. It does feel like with the Balor <laughs> stuff, it's just like, hey, mate, you do realise that you're not the actual demon, though, right? Mm. That's the demon Kane. He's the proper demon. Oh, yes. He's big. He's so <laughs> tall. He's been here for 35 years. Yeah. It's got to be him. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Uh, yeah, so this uh, this was good-ish. I think people were expecting more, but I, I quite like Elias. I like this as a first open challenge. Yeah. Brings Elias up. Uh, it shows that it's open to anyone, so that that works well. And I really enjoyed the Miz Taraj. I thought they that they were spectacular working with Miz as an act, 
And now they they were allowed to come out of their sh- their shells a little bit more without the Miz overshadowing uh, the overshadowing them. So are they a now? Are they a trio now? Are we going to see the Samson Arage uh, alongside uh, Elias? I hope not. I'd, I'd be content with Axel and Dallas to keep doing their Miz Arage as a tag team. Use them as a tag team. It's good that they're still there and they just haven't been dropped from TV. Yeah. As soon as the Miz goes, because they are. I think they are good together. I'm a big fan of both of them individually. And I think they've done well together. Yeah. So really, so that was made the match for later on in the night and really solidifying the sort of shield theme of the show or how Raw has been in recent weeks. Reigns walked out and Rollins' music hit and they sort of had a moment where they hugged and they fist bumped and then Reigns walked out yeah. for his match against Cesaro. I, uh, I would have preferred just a little fist bump. Yeah. A bit more badass, but they stopped, they talked. I was like, this isn't a... This isn't a meeting place, it's a ramp. It's not a social gathering, mate. Yeah, and like you can hear each other over this really loud <laughs> music. How sad were you that um, Kevin Dunn played to the wrong music and there was no burn it down in Seth Rollins' entrance? Oh, was that so? I missed that. Yeah, yeah, they, it, was just, it was the old Seth Rollins' entrance where it just drops to silence so you can't hear a crowd mm. reaction. Well, hopefully next... That means they're going to bring up the... Uh, Ooh. I'm not going to do it. One day. <laughs> I haven't done that for months. Uh, so, Seth Rollins came out for a match against Cesaro. Which we did say was going to happen last week. Although, yep. actually, I think I said it in a jokey manner. No, I always knew this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah so Dean Ambrose I, I versus I, Sheamus last week. I guess I had faith. No, no. Uh, yep, and then, of course, next week... We're going to get a tag team title match between the two uh, two teams. So this was, I mean, this was a really good match. It was a really solid TV match. Went through two commercial breaks. It was long. They got time. Uh, there was some fantastic strength spots from Cesaro. Yeah. Just deadlifting people up. And I really liked Rollins' counter game as well. Like, just when I thought Cesaro had it, Seth would counter something and then he'd get the babyface heat going. Yeah. Uh, but it was... but. At the end of the day, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, pretty much. Someone actually said to uh, sort of, uh, said to me on Twitter the other day that it's the longest. Like, they feel like it's the longest running feud in WWE at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think it's been going for that long, but it's been going since SummerSlam, pre-SummerSlam, yeah, yeah, pre-SummerSlam. So it is quite a long time. Uh huh. Um, some great stuff from Booker T uh, in this match. Uh, Michael Cole asked him if, uh, and like, because Dean Ambrose won last week, if a Seth Rollins victory here could put the Shield back in contention for the tag team titles. And Booker said, no, uh, because this is a singles match and it's got nothing to do with tag teams. And then they were like, no, because the storyline we're telling for this match is that Seth is going to win and then they're going to challenge for the tag team Mm. titles. So that's not what you say. You're meant to say yes. But then Booker T was just like, no, when I was a tag team, we also had singles runs. But when we wanted to go for the tag team titles, we went together as a tag team. That's what tag teams do. And at one point, Booker just went, just move on. Really? Yeah, just move on. He'd made his point. It wasn't the point they wanted to make. They started to argue. Just move on. Just like, guys, I'm, ta- you, I'm, I'm saying what I'm seeing in the ring. There's only <laughs> two guys in there. This isn't a tag match. Why are we talking about tag matches, guys? <laughs> there aren't even two guys at ringside. Because one's on his honeymoon. Yeah, so that was weird, wasn't yeah. it? So after the match, uh, which Seth won, so they do have the claim for the tag team title rematch, uh, he he said that the, the generic interviewer asked him, are you okay? Are the Shield all right? Because Roman's doing his Intercontinental title thing. Dean isn't here. 
And then Seth sort of did some goofy comedy. He was about, wacky Seth. Yeah, about, oh, I don't know, I should check on Dean. No, but seriously, guys, he's on his honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, which Michael Cole filled in the gaps there. He certainly did, yeah. I actually um, wrote down in my notes here, Ambrose on honeymoon, question mark. Yeah, because they, they got married months ago. Well, I was actually, I was like, when did they get married? Mm. And it was only so I got to the studio, I was like, oh, yeah, ages ago. To Renee. Yeah, now I remember. So which that was probably why we had generic interviewer mania this week. <laughs> there was no God, Renee Young on this show. Just... It's all your favourites. It's number two, number three, and Dasha Fulentes. Dasha. Uh, Charlie Caruso. Charlie Caruso is the only other one I can name. Yeah. Dasha is a name I know, but I'm not sure I could pick her out of a lineup. <laughs> In I fact, think I'm, she's the Smackdown one. Yeah, well, someone sent me a picture today mm. saying, like, is this generic interviewer number five? Is this a new one? And I was like, I think she's there most weeks. Do you think if a lady tries out for an interviewing job at WWE and she's 5'5", five, five, they're like, no, 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 sorry, this is not going to work for us height-wise. You've got to be, like, 5'2 or below. Well, the problem with your theory there is that suggests that these people are actual people and oh, they're yes. auditioning for these roles, as opposed to just being genetically created, like Michael Cole was in the late 90s. He was like their first experiment mm. in creating a commentator, and it's worked out pretty well for them so far. He's still functioning. There's, there's genetically uh, created or programmed. I don't know. You could, you could use either. Because Michael one. Cole was a normal person at one point. <laughs> you he was pro- I'm we not sure he the- was. Yeah, Survivor he had, Series he had like a beard. But and... even in 1998, he still felt That's like he robotic, was. Yeah. yeah. There was an interesting line from uh, Corey Graves when um, Seth Rollins hit his high knee uh, when he said, pull the trigger, as in V trigger. Mm. Corey likes those little yeah. little bits, doesn't he? He certainly does. Because uh, he said he said something about a two. This this matchup is too sweet in the Balor AJ Did thing. Re- oh yes, it yeah, was yeah, something yeah. along the lines. Um, yeah. Paraphrasing. Well, it's not as bad as Michael Cole. Things are about to get broken around here. Is he is he undergoing some form of breakdown? breakdown? Subtle. <laughs> nice. Uh, so this this was kind of weird because when WWE say, oh yeah, Dean's on his holiday and Sheamus is on his annual sabbatical, <laughs> I thought, what, like, is he studying? <laughs> Has he gone over to Ireland to do Irish mythology? It was, it was pre-booked holiday. He booked it before they won the tag title. So unfortunately, you, 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 have to, you have to honour that holiday that you've pre-booked. Why didn't he do that at the European tour? I was just like, I hear this and I think they're getting released. That's my immediate knee-jerk oh, reaction. No. Of course they're not. No. The names are too big. No, they've got, Dan- they got Dana to get rid of first. Yeah, and the Singh brothers. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because when Tom Phillips was away on assignment, he was on his honeymoon. Yeah. I guess maybe uh, Tom Phillips has a more public uh, sexual deviancy record. Doesn't he? Yeah. So, uh, Likes planes. Yeah, this was... Uh, this was fine. We've, we've yeah. already said We've already said it. Anyway, anyways, say. backstage, uh, Angle is with uh, the cruiserweights. They're mm. all stood in a line, uh, like the SmackDown women. They're all stood in a line. And Kurt Angle has the great line where he says, that, because these, the cruiserweights are talking about the Zoe train. And Kurt Angle just says, what's a Zoe train? And my first thought was, you're the GM of this show. Yeah. You're meant to know what's going on. Why don't you know what the Zoe Train is? It's a heel group of cruiserweights that are beating up, essentially, the other half of the cruiserweight division because you've only got ten lads. Mm. Yeah, that was really bad. It sort of buried that act. It buried the division. It made it seem like the 205 Live roster are completely beneath and insignificant to the guy who runs the show. Everything you said. It seems like Daniel Bryan is the only credible authority figure on either brand with Shane McMahon just going away last week uh, midway through the show 
bad, bad stuff. Shane McMahon's bad authority figure. Kurt Angle, I think we can all agree, is a bad authority figure as well. Stephanie McMahon is an annoying authority authority figure. Yep. Which is the only one who's ever right. Yeah. Well, Brian's right. Brian's really credible. It's just all bad stuff. And I just got the distinct sense of Angle and all these people who are shorter than him. Uh, like, Kurt was Santa Kurt. And these were, oh, can we have a match, please? Kurt? <laughs> Kurt? Oh, what, what, what do you guys want, oh. elves? I was like, guys, can we end those bullying us? Well, essentially, and then to further your Santa Claus theory, like a mall Santa, mm. uh, he then has to reach into his bag and just pull out the first present that's on top of it really and the first thing that came out was just like oh, a fatal four-way what's the next one oh, it's, a, it's another fatal four-way yeah. um what's the next one um a singles match there we go there's your next three matches so kurt made a four-way for this week a four-way for next week the two winners of those will face each other for the number one contender rights i yeah. assume for rumble or maybe on a raw episode uh Probably this, on this is exactly how the universal Championship was first decided. It was two four ways, which resulted oh, in Balor yeah. versus Reigns. That's right. It's just, it's a weird way to go about it. I, you know, like, why not just do a tournament? Yeah. And then <laughs> you, and run that over several weeks, make the division mean something. You've got previous with the Cruiserweight Classic. Oy vey. Oy vey. So, do you want to take on this next bit? Because you... Of the only person who well, I was has say, strong opinions on this. I'm very much in the minority of this. But I felt that Samoa Joe beating Titus O'Neil was not the best booking of Joe. Because I've Titus seen... should have won. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mainly because, like, I, and I appreciate I'm totally in the minority mm. on this one. I know you didn't feel this way. I know the other reviews that I've read and listened to don't feel this way. People who have spoken to me on Twitter do not feel this way. So I appreciate that this is just me. However... When I was watching this, I was like, man, Tice is getting a lot of offense in on this match. And Joe beats him in two minutes, fair enough. But I'm like, yeah, but he barely got that victory. The only reason he got that victory is because the referee was pulling Titus away and Joe got a cheap shot in mm. and then locked in the Kakina clutch and won. I feel that if he hadn't got that cheap shot in, Titus probably could have actually won the match and run over him a little bit. I just, I, okay, it's fine if you want to have Joe beat someone but have a, a, a credible match against, don't have Titus O'Neil then because Titus O'Neil has zero credibility. Absolutely nothing. He is a perennial jobber. He is Kurt Hawkins. He may as well be Kurt Hawkins on the card. They've got the same win-loss record. So I just feel that Titus getting too much offense in on Joe was bad for Joe's credibility, especially considering the angle you shot later in the night. I... Yeah, I, I couldn't be further apart. I watched this and I was like, I'm into Titus. Joe's awesome. Why are you into Titus? Right, okay, I'll explain. I'll explain because... And this this kind of runs contrary to what I've said in the past, that I really don't like the idea of trying to protect someone in defeat by giving them 90% of the match and then they lose in one move at the end so neither guy gets over. However, here, I really got the sense of the story that Titus Worldwide has sort of been abused and thrown around by Samoa Joe since his return, which is what's happened, and Titus O'Neil finally gets a chance to take it to Joe and he is fired up. He is really angry, so he's just... You know, he's a big guy, and he has a big guy striking exchange with Joe, and at one point, kind of, not gets the better of it. I never thought that Joe was in trouble. No, I did. But there was a, an awesome moment where Titus just slapped Joe across the face, and Joe just, like, walked away a bit, smiled, like, okay, it's this kind of match, is it, you big 
f word now i'm gonna now i'm gonna attack you and choke you out which is totally what he did and he cheated because he's a heel that was that uh, cheap shot from uh, over the referee so i mean i really like matches where everyone is angry yeah and this is what i got from this match right and what you've just said there is absolutely not wrong mm. aside from the fact it's tight so neil who has zero credibility. So when Titus there going like, I'm angry, I'm like, yeah, but you're still Titus O'Neil. Which is why he won in two minutes. You're still a perennial uh, jobber. In two minutes. You don't win matches. Stop getting a load of offense mm. in. If this had been like, you know, when Jinder came back, this was Jinder's role. You just go in there, you get beaten up, you put over the, the bigger star. If Jinder, say like this time last year, had got this much offense in on Samoa Joe, we'd all be going like, Jinder got far too much in that match. But if there was a story behind it where Joe had been slapping around Jinder's friends for the past three weeks... But then you'd be like, then... why is Joe stuck in a feud with Jinder Mahal? Well, just because Joe is is moving on to bigger things... He's already on to bigger things! He's Samoa Joe! He was challenging for the Universal title not that long ago. I, I, I genuinely... This was one of my favourite parts of the oh, show. Oh, no. This, I thought this was... I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying it was, like, horrendous mm. and, like, just awful and things like that, but I, I think it was very questionable. Okay. It's, not, it's certainly not how I would have done it. If Kurt Hawkins had got the exact same amount of offence in with the exact same circumstances... We, I don't think we'd be sitting there going like, oh man, Kurt got a good showing in. I'm really glad about that. No, but if Kurt's angry and he's visibly angry and he's got a story leading into why he's angry and he's wild at the start, sometimes you can't right. counter anger. You can. If Joe's, he's a smart lad. He's yeah. a smart wrestler. You use that anger and he against did. He took them. it. He absorbed it for a minute and a half and then choked him out. And got a out. cheap shot on him. Yes, because he's a heel. No, I don't. I disagree. I really disagree. Uh, if, if it was longer, if, it, if this was a five minute match... I would be with you. But this was a two-minute squash, really. I, I mean, we talked about Joe it was always in was. control. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to disagree. Well, disagree. Uh, we'll have to disagree to disagree. Um, great line from Booker T, though, um, when uh, uh, he hit him in the uh, in the, the throat. Oh, no, I think, uh, yeah, Joe hit him in the throat. And uh, it was like, oh, man, what a hit to the throat. Booker T goes, uh, oh, I hit him uh, under the chin. And he goes, I goes, oh, no, I think he hit him in the throat. And Michael goes... That is under the chin. Yeah. Great stuff, Booker. Yep. Uh, and of course, Joe choked out Apollo Crews after the match. Yeah. Another question I do have here is, mm. um, why is Apollo Crews with Titus? Titus Worldwide. I know, but if you're like, if you're a up-and-coming star mm. in the WWE and you sign your deal with Titus Worldwide, because Titus Worldwide is there in his suit and he's like, hey, I'm going to get you title shots. I'm going to get you all this stuff. Look at the great work I did with Tazawa where he got that mm. six-day reign as, as Cruiserweight Champion. You're like, okay, yeah, this sounds great. And then all it turns out is you, you just you both lose all the time and you both don't really get any much TV time. Surely you'd be going like, I don't think this is working out, to be honest. Like, mm. you promised me a lot, but you haven't delivered any of it. So I'm just, I've just got to know, like, WWE have not told this story. I just think they're friends. <laughs> okay. They both got bald heads. Yep. Yeah, they just, uh, they that, seem like chums. That's just what it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's a poorly told story. There was a moment where Titus Worldwide was getting over. Heaven forbid we can't have that. Let's just forget <laughs> about them for a that couple of weeks. That wasn't the plan. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Paige's in-ring return and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville's in-ring WWE main roster debuts. But it wasn't to turn out that way. They were booked in a match against Mickie James, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Alexa Bliss was on commentary. Uh, Sasha Banks is out there and the music plays for Mickie James. No one comes out. So they play the music for Bailey. No one comes out either. So then Paige, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come out and Paige is like... Well, 
Ben, where's your friends? <laughs> so I'm not very good <laughs> at impressions. This is your new page voice. <laughs> this is my, yeah. Uh, do, she's someone that said that she looks like a cross between Ronald McDonald and the Joker with the, just the way her lips are yeah. were in the red with the very pasty skin. And of course, that's very um, that's very nasty. But now I can't <laughs> I can't unsee that because there is a, a a Ronald McDonald element about her lips. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty mm. much. Uh, sort of clownish, but it fits her character. I still think she's really good on the mic. I do hope she never says I'm back again, though. No, I think that's going to be her thing now. Ah, oh, but she is. Which that was last week. And you, I mean, now at least we know why Emma was fired. Because they looked at Emma's gimmick and was like, oh, we should really give that gimmick to Paige. Mm. But what having black lipstick? No, as in uh, the uh, I'm the the matriarch of the yes. uh, the women's revolution. I'm I'm the women's revolution. Mm. I started this thing. So they were like, oh, really, that gimmick fits Paige better. But we've already given it to Emma. Ah, but if we fired Emma, then the gimmick's free, we and we could just tra- heat transference. Soon on Wrestle Talk, real reason ever <laughs> released again. Again, uh, the another real reason. Uh, the reels in quotation marks. The uh, yeah, so Paige was good here. She did the best she could with the material, but it was a, a badly scripted promo oh, with the God. the matriarch of the women's evolution. It was just no, so... it, but it wasn't the women's evolution. It was the WWE evolution. Yeah. It's just words that no one says. And it was evolution rather than revolution. Like it, this week it's evolution. Yeah. Uh, and then they did, but that was you know that's WWE whatever. But then they gave the mic to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who also had their own little bits, and they just thought. Let them be silent muscle, at least for a month or two, because this is the second week and they're not going to, unless they're an amazing promo. And Mandy, I thought both like said their lines pretty well, like they did it with passion, but they're just not over to the level where people really want to listen to them, especially after Paige has just spoken for several minutes. Yeah. And the crowd gave her the what treat, well, Sonia the what treatment. Yeah. Uh, it was not a, not a good way to do this. Oh, that's what I said. I've- feel really bad for Sonya Deville because the crowd were into Paige um, as the established star. They gave Mandy Rose some time, but when they realised that Sonya was also going to cut a promo as well, that's when they decided, oh, I've had enough of this, yeah. and just started giving her the watch treatment. I just felt really bad for her. Yeah, and that that's not like... I mean, it is the crowd's fault, but it's actually WWE's fault yes. for making the crowd feel that yeah. way. And also, I think uh, from this promo as well, and certainly from the, uh, the actions on SmackDown Live, we can now draw a line on this that they're not connected. Yeah. Well, it's still they still could retcon it easily. I was going to say, I think it, at this point now, if it turns out that they are on the same team, that's very much just WWE going like, oh god, we copied the same, we just did mm. the same thing again. Uh, oh, it's all connected. It's the MCU. Uh, let's not bring up the MCU <laughs> right now. We'll do that after the Raw review. So Paige also revealed her motivation behind coming back with a trio that she, you know, was a bit lame. I thought a bit empty yeah. because it was, like you said, Emma's gimmick. And the trio's name, Absolution. Absolution. I've written here, Absolution is their name. Their gimmick is they love Paige. Yes. Uh, it's a fine name, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, of, to be honest, like someone said to me uh, on Twitter yesterday, um, like, uh, the Undisputed Era, Absolution, Sanity, like does WB have just got like a terrible name generator? They all mm. sound like they belong on the crap gimmick roster. And I said, in all fairness, Absolution's far and away better than Team PCB yes. or Team Bad or the Welcoming Committee. Like it's of, of all the names I've had so far, that one's fine. It's like how Tyler Breeze is a better name than Percy Watson. <laughs> 
Like we're we're getting there, but it's no rock. It's no cane. Yeah. It's no Undertaker. Uh Yet the only other good part about this that I really enjoyed was Alexa Bliss subtly bailing on commentary, very in a coward-like fashion. Loved that. uh, As Absolution made their way down to the ring. There was also a brief bit of just pure joy that I had for a moment in this match Mm -hmm. when Sasha Banks was making her entrance. But because Booker T, Corey and Alexa were all talking, Michael Cole couldn't say his catchphrase. And then they stopped talking, and Michael Coles went, It's boss time, it's Sasha Banks. I was like, oh, you absolute dick. You couldn't give me one week off. Yeah, he's got to get him in. you got to get your, you got to get your S in, haven't you? you got to get your <laughs> S word in. Those are Michael Coles' high spots. He was just sat there, just itching to say, Guys, shut up. It's boss time. So, uh, Banks, the match never got started, so we're still awaiting the debut and return match for those people. And Banks was offered a place on Absolution, but she said no thanks. Yeah. And she got beaten up. Next up, we have Bray Wyatt beating Matt Hardy. He cut a promo. Mm, yeah, Bray Wyatt, I completely <laughs> forgot he forgot a, he, he cut a promo. He also said at the start of his promo, I, I I'm not sure this is word for word, not many of you here will understand what I'm about to say. That's every promo you've ever done, Bray. Well, I always understand what he says, and I Do really you? like the way he delivers it. Yeah. I just don't care. Because <laughs> uh, ultimately, it means nothing. He never follows up on what he says. He never and wins. He never wins, to, to give these words credibility. Yeah. There's only so many times I can hear someone say, I'm the eater of worlds, and then get defeated a month later. And if you're not a comedy character, where you're co- like overly cocky... Yeah. That would work, but it's no, it's it's a shame because Bray Wyatt's character is incredible. But... Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right because he does just he builds himself up to be this really great thing and mm. then he never wins. Uh, but it's fine when Titus O'Neil does it, I guess. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's like that, is it? It's like that. Uh, so yeah, this was a, a, a sort of I just blanked out for three minutes while Bray Wyatt cut this promo. Something about not getting Thanksgiving. Yeah, he was talking about turkey or something, or yeah. carving turkey. Um, Never got to have a. Go- and I didn't have a good childhood. Then just started shouting, "You're all dead." Yeah, I mean, we didn't get Thanksgiving because we're British. No, I did though. Did you? I, I had friendsgiving. Well, that's that's a hipster thing that you've started up this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll have no part of that. Thank you. <laughs> So Bray Wyatt went one-on-one with Matt Hardy and the commentators throughout the match were putting over how Matt seems to have lost a step. He's not been very good in this match and Bray won in minutes, really. Uh, Now Bray exited and the camera stayed on Matt and he's in the corner and he's looking dishevelled and down with himself and then he starts doing the delete hand movement. Yep, and then 12 people joined in. Yeah, 12 people joined in and then Matt stopped and then he started again saying delete out loud and then a few more people joined in. 15. It's, it's early days. Like if they did this, <laughs> I think, okay. I know, I think if they did this when they returned, if all was legally sorted out, it would have been a hit. But now it's been so long and they've done the nostalgia thing. Jeff's been injured. Like the mainstream memory of that, of the whole broken gimmick has been wiped. Yeah. So you just got to build it up. So I'm not too worried about this not getting over. I just think it's going to take three or four weeks of people not just like remembering the gimmick, but refinding the gimmick. Yeah. Because in all fairness... I'm not sure that like delete was over to the the, the degree that many people thought it was anyway. Well, I, I mean, didn't know you look huge, at huge like crowds. Yeah, yeah and... you look at okay at WrestleMania where you got the hardest of the hardcore fans and but, plenty like, of 
mainstream as well. And but like you would have uh, roars before the Hardys even signed where everyone was going to leave. Yeah, you say everyone, but it's not like when I, you say everyone, it's not the entire crowd were no, doing it. No, the hardcore right. fans were doing it. And that's great. It was really over with hardcore fans. Mm. Apart from this, I don't think it's as over it is now with hardcore fans because a lot of people have just moved on. We've just moved on to, on to different things. So, I mean, I've, I've written here, look how unover Delete is now. And now this just feels very inorganic because you're just doing it for the sake of doing it now that you've got the, the, the rights to do it, by all accounts. However, so that was that was just my, my, my thoughts on the mm. whole thing. But credit where credit is due, um, and there's certainly uh, credit to Matt and, and how much people really like him and liked the gimmick way back when, the the delete stuff is the most watched stuff on our channel mm-hmm. so there is an audience for it and all it'll take is just a little bit of rebuilding yeah. and you'll get back to the point you're at so well not you won't get to wrestlemania again but you'll get to a point so how would you do that well we've already done that we did a fancy well, the, but this is like now where it's it's you've got you've got to re-break matt again there's no jeff around he's injured until wrestlemania that i mean we all we always said like the dream match would be the heart, the Broken Hardys versus the Wyatt family, and now in November 2017, the Wyatt family is just one pretty lame guy, and Matt has run out of steam. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, so it looks like that's going to be the first feud. It's it's tag team. That's what I would do. I would do them rather than them feuding with each other. I'd do them as a tag team. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. It would be oh, like, what a fantastic idea! It's Matt breaking and Bray taking him under his wing of just being like, "I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you the way." Oh and no, then just I didn't become, know. And then they're just becoming this quite unstable unit because Bray feels like he's breaking down, just constantly shouting, "You're all dead." Mm. So these two just wild men as a tag team. And let's be honest, we could do with a couple more tag teams on this show because there are there are only two. Um, at least that are used. That are used. Um, that aren't doing WWE shop commercials. Yeah, what nerds. So, like, that that for me works. And then you've got a storyline already built there for when Jeff comes back. And mm. be like, hey, I thought we were a tag team. Why aren't we a tag team no more? And then maybe Jeff can join them as well. I really like that. I, I never even thought about putting them together as a tag team. Yeah. Uh, but I would have broken Matt be the one to take Bray Wyatt under his wing yeah oh yeah that works yeah, well just because yeah. like Bray, he's the new yeah. character you, you you sort of need to reboot Bray in yeah that's this, great yeah. and then you just you run it through and then Bray eventually turns on broken Matt so they'd be like a baby face tag team together because the broken Matt character I hope would be a crazy baby face yeah Oh, you've got me going. Yeah. Oh, you've got me going. I want that to happen. So I can, go, I can go for that. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> it's just going to be. No, they'll, ju- they'll just feud and then they'll give up on it and then we'll never see it again. Yeah, it'll be a singles feud for four months where they only exclusively face each other. Yep. And then they sometimes vary it up with Sister Abigail. Oh, God, but no. then Jeff will come back and then they'll be like, oh, the Hardy Boys are back. Mm. Nostalgia all over again. Oh, I want Jeff to be a singles run. I, let's, let's just hope. Come on, let's hope. <laughs> check the cynicism so next up we have jason jordan backstage with kurt angle jordan says i'm fine now my knee's totally fine and i want to show the critics uh that it is fine and i'm good so so i'll I'll take on kane but he was never convincing he was always like quite subtly coward the way he was talking about this jason jordan i don't know why more people aren't talking about him and why like the wrestling observer seem to be particularly down on him i think the guy is putting in an ink what did you just put your middle finger up at me when you were watching no, your no, notes? no no not at all well, that was a subtle thing for people watching at home uh the i i just i mean i just thought <laughs> that i just thought 
But yeah, he's he's doing incredible character work. I think Jordan is phenomenal right now. Yeah, mate, I'm I'm with you. Cool. And next up, we had the first of the two four-way cruiserweight qualifiers. Rich Swan won it. Yep. It was a really good match, but I didn't care. Nope. It was a very long match as well. Yeah, yeah. It got a good, good, good ten to fifteen but minutes. Again, I think I said this to you yesterday. It felt for me that Raw mm. was a, a show of just filling time. It felt like they booked out this show and then realized, oh, actually, I don't think this is actually going to be a full three hours. Mm. So let's give everyone a bit longer um, and then we'll just do that. Like, because it just felt like so much buffer in this. Michael and, Buffer. Yeah, a lot of Michael Buffer mm. in this, particularly this match. It just felt like it was a really long match that was that was probably a little bit unnecessary, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I agree. I definitely felt that in the main event string of oh, matches God, yeah. that was where it really really i mean the rest of it was a bit slow but uh i didn't mind it but yeah, yeah. At the end i was i was pretty done uh cory graves and booker t argued throughout this match um mm. and there was a point where so okay so the gimmick of the zo train is that enzo is paying all of these lads He's like he's paying them to be his friends, essentially. Sure. So you've got Booker T and Corey Graves being like, "Hey, look at the Zo Train. They're just they're being paid. They're making a lot of money to be friends with Enzo. That's a great thing." And then partway through the match, they said with about um, uh, Davari. Davari comes from a very rich family. He's got a lot of money. So I'm like, okay, so what is the gimmick then? Mm. Is he being paid by Enzo, and that's why he's hanging out with him, or is he already really rich and just likes hanging out with Enzo? What's what's the gimmick? I can't answer this. No. Is that a rhetorical question? I, it was very much a rhetorical yeah. question. I Maybe I'm the only one that cared. I'm probably the only one who picked up on it. Another bit that went on pretty long, although I actually quite enjoy. I've seen other people be critical of this. I really enjoyed everything about Roman Reigns and Elias. From the from the get-go with Elias coming out yeah. and doing these songs for Are we just talking about the Cruiserweights? Oh, I thought that was... I mean, I said <laughs> I didn't care. I thought that was... <laughs> That was a sign I was going to move on immediately. <laughs> Sorry. Did you have more no, no, the, I mean, the only thing I was going to say is that um, I genuinely didn't know who was going to win. But yeah. I think that that's less about like, uh, oh, the spots were really worked out. It was just like, I don't, I don't know who was the most over of this group. I don't think they, but I think they flip a coin before <laughs> they go out. That's how they book the cruiserweight division. Difficult to do with four people. Yeah. Uh, well, they flip loads of coins. <laughs> uh, and it's, um, Those four They roll coins. a dice. In, so Elias, Again, very difficult with four people. Elias a sung D4. a song as a special dice. Yeah, D4. How would that work? Like a, a triangle? Yeah, it's a triangle, yeah. Right, okay. You ever played Dungeons & Dragons? No, I haven't. Oh. Uh, but I want to. Uh, the Yeah, so Elias sung a song in honour of the fallen Miz, which is a nice way to keep the Miz plate spinning while he's off yep. TV filming a movie. And the crowd heat was nuclear. Yeah. Like, he, he got really good heat there. I just... You know, he did the whole, I'm going to have to start again. But I don't think Elias should ever finish a song. I always think the babyface should come out. That's what I was waiting yeah. for. And it felt like I was waiting, for, again, this whole sort of like buffer filling time. It just felt like I was waiting a long time for Roman to make his mm. entrance. Because Elias did, he did two full songs. He did his song for The Miz. Then The Miz Taraj joined him. They, The three of them played together. And then they finished, and they were like, that was a great concert. We have now finished that concert. And Roman Reigns makes his entrance. I'm like, where were you, dude? Yeah. Roman's a bit of a dick sometimes. Yeah. If anything, like, Elias should have started a third song, and then you interrupt that. Exactly. Because that way the heat's died down now. Or, like, Elias goes, now for my third song. Oh, you want an encore? You know, yeah. something like that. But they didn't do that. Especially considering, at one point, the crowd were chanting, we want Roman. Mm. Apart mm. from the five lads that chanted back, no, we don't. 
what did you think of the Miz Taraj on the harmonicas? I mean, it's very funny. They're very funny guys. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I thought I really enjoyed that. But yeah. again, I was like, <laughs> I've literally written my notes here. What am I watching? Mm. This is the sort of moment where I'm glad that my wife sleeps in while I'm watching wrestling. Because if she'd have walked out at this point and seen me watching this on the TV, she would have looked at me and be like, what is this? What are you watching? It's where you almost, like, would you rather be watching that or do you quickly switch the browser to the weird foot fetish website? (laughs) Yeah, I'll go for that instead. Yeah, Yeah, I've I've been checking out foot fetish's wife. At least you could explain that. Yeah. It's very difficult because like, oh, like, you're like, oh, well, you know, he's Elias, he's a drifter, and he's sort of like, he's a bit of a hobo, I think, mm. and he plays music, but then people interrupt him. And then those two guys there were bodyguards for a movie actor, but that movie actor's now doing a movie. Well, he's injured, but he's doing a movie. Mm. And they're now pretending to play harmonicas. So, again, with the harmonica thing, as funny as it was and as much as I liked it, I know I said that I liked everything about this segment, but now I'm picking it apart. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, Again, well, they're miming it. They're obviously not playing the harmonicas. So the joke is that's exposed, right? Yeah. At one point, you have like the the thing start the the harmonica music start playing, and they haven't got it to their lips, but they just played it. Yeah. Like like comedy <laughs> baby faces rather than comedy heels. Yeah. So a bit weird. But the actual match, I uh, enjoyed it. I've seen uh, negative reviews that it was mostly chin locks. Apparently there's a four-minute chin lock. There's a four-minute chin lock in the match, yeah. I quite liked it, though. I liked the booking of the interference. I thought Roman's spear on Curtis Axel was amazing. I, I, uh, I thought yeah. Eli- some of Elias's offense, the power bomb, I thought looked really good. His elbow was great. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, he, and he kind of looks like Macho Man. Yeah. So there was that side, and afterwards Samoa Joe attacked Roman from atop the ramp, making him pass out in the Kikina clutch. Yes, I mean I've very, I've not written a lot of notes about the match, but I have written Roman is very, very good. Yes, as a as a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And Samoa Joe attacked. Um, probably should have beaten Titus O'Neil much, much <clears throat> convincingly if that's the angle you're going to book. That's all I'm saying. Two-minute match, uh, Joe won in two minutes. Yeah. Well, maybe which, uh, you'll which, be... Which he lost 80% of. Maybe you'll be a lot happier about this next match. I then. was. This was my favourite match of the show. Yeah, this was all very... This was a very good segment. Uh, Asuka beat... Da- so Dana Brooke has demanded this rematch. Because yeah. at first I was like, why are they doing this match again? But then they have the little split screen where Dana Brooke's like, I've been studying the tapes. I've found the hole in Asuka's uh, offense. She's a slow starter. Yeah, she's a slow starter. I'm just going to run at her and, and uh, really win at the start. And I thought, where are they going with this? And then, record-breaking, Dana Brooke runs straight into an armbar, taps immediately. The armbar that Asuka put on was so, oh, so slick. good. Incredible. And yeah, Dana tapped immediately. Yep. And it is the... Uh, it's the quickest submission victory on WWE TV and the cleanest, cleanest victory in WWE TV mm. because it's literally one move. Incredible stuff. So Asuka looked really strong. It really got over her submission game, which is the best thing about Asuka for me. Yep. And uh, then... Absolution came back. Pa- I've just written here, Page and Friends. Yeah. And they surrounded the ring. And it, thankfully, nobody said she's surrounded because, of course, there's only three of them. Yeah. And Asuka realized this and she eventually walked out. So there's some conspiracy theories around this. Yeah. Well, there are some people just like, oh, this this feels like they're, they're going together as a foursome and Asuka's joining them. But I never read that in the in at all. I mm. just read it, it was um, Page and Absolution came down. To say, like, just so you know, we're kind of like running this women's division now. And because you're part of that, 
this is a bit of a warning. Whereas Asuka's reaction was just like, cool, I'm also Asuka. No one's ready for me, so you can try it if you want, but I wouldn't recommend it. And they all just agreed, let's not do this now. Yeah, let, let this is a very bad time. We've not thought this through. You are on your own. Let's back away. To- totally what I got as well. Yeah. And the whole, like, pages, it seems Absolution's thing seems to be, I mean, the, the meaning of Absolution is to uh, absolve someone of sins. So I guess their act would be asking someone first, like, you can join us. Oh, we're going to beat you up. Yeah. So, like, I, th- I got more, like, Paige was saying, hey, Asuka, you want to join us? And Asuka's like... I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah, I'm gonna not today. Go, they kill every single one of yeah, you. Yeah, kill every, <laughs> every one of you. I'm gonna tear you limbs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so but but when Asuka smiled, I think some people have interpreted that as oh, we're colluding together with part of a faction. Yeah, uh, I disagree completely. I just thought that was Asuka smiling manically, thinking of all the horrible things she can do to people. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for the main event, we had Kane and Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan continuing to be the best promo ever in the company (laughs) history uh, came out and said, now a lot of people just cut this really long whining promo about his injured knee. And (laughs) it's it's like people on social media have been criticizing me for this. Genius. Absolutely genius. He's just like, he comes across so well as this whining just entitled kid baby face yeah in, in huge averted commas really enjoyed that Kane comes down for the match and uh yeah it, it was like as soon as the match started Jordan was not selling the leg I don't know if that was intentional but I got it like yeah you know he's picking Kane up does a few suplexes yep all over the show but then he falls outside and he starts selling his knee yeah so you know make of that what you will uh, and he took the count-out loss. So Kane won, and then there was a very, very long beatdown. Yeah. Which went on for ages, uh, which was the first sort of sign of this being overstaying its welcome. And then Finn Balor came out to save Jordan, who was getting beaten up by Kane. I mean, you say he came to save him. He did stop yeah. to do his entrance. Yeah, it wasn't the most sincere of saves. <laughs> so Balor's music hits. No run down. Popped his jacket collar a yep. few times, threw his hands up in the air. We, He's we, over, if you didn't know. We're not making uh, wrestling here. We're making movies. Yeah. And because of that, I've got all my, I've got my spots to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Cole's got to say he's the extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. I think Corey Graves had that honour this week. I think it's uh, Corey Graves' thing. Is oh, it no, all, no, all... actually, no. Cole does it as well. Booker T doesn't do it though. And then uh, there was an ad break, and we came back, and Kane has another match. Well, of course, Kane's one of the most over people on the roster. But like, what? Like, they didn't really explain. It. They said, "Oh yeah, Kurt Angle's made this other match," but like, why? Yeah. Did, who did? Why? Why does Kane have to wrestle again? Why is it against Finn Balor? It just that part didn't make sense, and it yeah. did just feel like again, like, oh uh, yeah, we've got a bit more time to fill. Chuck this in as well. So Kane got DQ'd pretty quickly by hitting Finn with a chair, and then just again another prolonged beatdown sequence. It seems to take forever. Uh, so we got two Kane beatdowns. So Kane's looking strong. That's you know very past its sell by date. However, it is in the long run. There is an argument. Because it is to make Strowman look better when Strowman goes over. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that it is like there is an argument to be made that it's so you can get Strowman over. That's grand, 
But I don't think people are, are buying into Kane. No, that's, that's where it falls that's down. That's where yeah. it completely falls down. So actually what you're doing is you're sacrificing Jason Jordan and you're sacrificing Finn Balor for something that's not really working, which yeah. in turn isn't getting brawn over. Like Braun already is like the most over that he can possibly be. Mm. So I'm I've I've completely lost interest in this feud. Totally. Totally. Yeah, so uh Braun Strowman eventually came down to save Balor. Yeah. He uh, apparently wasn't going to be here this week, but yeah. here he was. Uh, and well he was he refused medical attention from his neck. He was slightly holding his neck when he came down still yep. selling like a pro. But then they just had like this slow motion Justice League underwater style <laughs> fight. Yeah where it you know it just it wasn't good or th- actually i did like one bit when kane slowly backed away from braun mm-hmm. like i thought that was the most kane has done like the most effective thing kane has done to get braun over as an intimidating monster yeah. i really like that i just think that we could have done this braun um save after jason jordan we didn't need the finn balor stuff because yep. really that amounted to, to nothing it did kind of feel like oh finn balor you keep on saying how over you are on social media uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna feed you to kane I, this week let's read in my notes here or that'll learn you yeah so uh kane took the the same thing he gave braun the previous week with the chair to the throat and then kane just walked out through the crowd after being beaten down it was it was worse than their non-match from two weeks ago before yep. Survivor Series. And what a limp ending for yeah, Raw. so bad. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're a bit tingly because we just watched the <laughs> Avengers Infinity War trailer. Oh my oh. god, so good. 
Oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, right. okay. Let's, let's Smackdown let's, is rubbish in comparison to that trailer. <laughs> let's try and get back on track. Why can't we just start a movie channel? Like, let's get back on track. Okay. Let's do this, and then we can go watch it again. Okay. I'm going to be watching that all evening. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, so guess what opened Smackdown this week? Well, I'll tell you what it... I'll tell you exactly what opened Smackdown this week. It was me opening my notes, writing down Smackdown Live, writing the words Shane McMahon out for a promo, then pressing play. Yes. That is exactly what happened. Shane McMahon continues not to be a good promo, not to be an engaging promo, and to have an inconsistent, slightly weird character. Uh, And yeah, so they, of course, position him as the focal point of the show and the main attraction to kick things off. Byron Sexton, when Shane McMahon came out, uh, said in as many words, Ah, Shane McMahon's here! Oh, well, like, Shane McMahon's coming out. It's like, are you surprised? Well, to be fair, he did take the night off halfway through last week. (laughs) Yeah, but he's always there for the start of the show. That's a good point. So uh, Shane called Daniel Bryan down to the ring to sort of explain why Owens and Zayn shouldn't be fired for costing SmackDown the Survivor Series main event. And Bryan explained that he thinks people deserve second chances. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Like uh, cough, cough. Like wrestling again, and uh, that both men have real talent. And Daniel wasn't just a yes man, yeah. which uh, you know runs contrary to what the yeah. chants say. I, I mean, I've got here like Brian comes out. He believes in second chances. Shane says something. Brian talks about brass rings. Shane says something else. Mm. Like any time Shane says words, like I've just I've no interest in what he's got to say. Yeah, really have turned. I've gone very cold on Shane McMahon. Yeah, completely soured on him. It's like once you realise, ah, oh, he's not good at promos and this authority figure role. You can't go. It's just a, a steep slope from there. Yeah, it's really. I don't want to see him open up SmackDown again. No. Uh, and so, yeah. This, but it did. Daniel Bryan is very good very in his good. role. Yeah. I couldn't really take my eyes off the top he was wearing. It was just like a very tight white long sleeve top. Oh yeah. I'm just so used to him in in the sort of flannel yeah. top that it the, just the, looked the a bit cool weird. people wear. Yeah, it was just a bit weird seeing him like that. Uh, yeah. So Shane said at the end of this, well, tonight's main event of Owens versus Orton, which no one cares about either. Uh, Shane. Uh, Sami Zayn is going to be banned from ringside, and it's a no DQ match. I mean, who? What could happen in this main event with these very inconsistent rules? So I guess you can say it's a no DQ match. Asterix, Sami's not at ringside, yeah. so that is the only DQ. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I w- I will say this. I thought that SmackDown started bad, but got much better by the end. Okay. That's my general feeling of this show, but it did start very bad. Uh, so next up, we had Owens and Zayn backstage going up to Brian and saying, hey, you can't put us in the no DQ Sammy band from ringside. And Daniel had probably the most interesting line of the night where he said, hey, I'm not changing this. You're not the only ones trying to keep your jobs around here. Yeah implying Daniel Bryan's job is on the line or he feels some pressure. The Daniel, I mean, the all the Daniel Bryan stuff is super interesting and the tension he has with an authority figure is also very interesting. Unfortunately, the person in that role is Shane McMahon, yeah. who is not interesting and neither of these guys, at least for a year, can have a match with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's... It's not the smartest way to book something. You kind of want to pay off with a match or a manager who can take bumps. 
Maybe that is what they're building towards. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Because I, I, I've written here, oh, I guess they're not working together then, which was the theory we sort of had last week, where it was because Brian didn't fire Kevin and Sammy. There was like that show-long storyline mm. of like, are they going to be working together? And then it's like, oh, no, you're having a match with Randy Orton next week. Oh, I guess that really wasn't going anywhere then. And then tonight I'm like, yeah, no, that storyline definitely isn't going anywhere then. I don't think you can rule that out, though. I I still think it could transpire that it's all been a it's all been a work. You reckon? Or that Daniel Bryan hasn't told Owens and Zayn their part of his plan and he's manipulating them. Uh yeah, I because that's what authority figures do. They yes. they manipulate the wrestlers because the wrestlers are too dumb to work things out for themselves. Yeah. They are just the toys. They are the puppet masters, the mm. authority are the ones in control. So next up we had the New Day beating Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin. as the Usos reminded us on commentary, and uh, Chad Gable. Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, remember, are the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Well, are they though? Because are they? Well, I mean, I thought they were as well, but by the end of this match, I was like, huh. So I guess they're not in contention for the tag team titles. And the way that they were building it up on commentary was that we're heading for another Usos versus New mm. Day feud. They de- The New Day and the Usos definitely felt really chummy chummy. Big E came down. Usos were on commentary. Big, D- Big E came. Big D. Big E came down and produced some pancakes with plates with maple syrup from his singlet. Yeah. And uh, the Usos were like, oh, fantastic pancakes. Which was like a, a a weird and funny thing to do. Yep. Byron Saxton immediately lent, like Corey was like, "Don't eat that." And Byron Saxton leant over and said, "Thank you very much." Yeah, what great a, Byron stuff what again. A geek. Um, yeah, there was a, a. I I actually really liked the opening spot of this match where Chad Gable did like a headlock takeover, and then it was so subtle. Gave him a bit of a noogie. It was really, I really liked that. Heel tendencies. Heel. T- <laughs> Because they're not a heel team, are they? They are a heel team. Thank you very much. But there was also, um, when they were doing like their really big speed attack things, building up into like their, their kind of like the purveyors of geek mm. culture, uh, the Usos called that Speed Force. And mm. then uh, Xavier Woods stood up and shouted at the top of his lungs, we're so good. <laughs> yeah, the Loved New Day it. New Day are great. Kofi and Xavier really, I mean, not just them, but Benjamin and Gable, they've all got very good chemistry together and the Usos as well. I mean... I wouldn't hate a three-way ladder match. I'm still... You're still... You've been clamoring to that for years now. Oh, Benjamin in a ladder match. (laughs) I fear for his life. I can never forget that Money in the Bank at Mania moment when I was like, he's dead. He he fell that high on another ladder. Speaking of like nearly (laughs) dying, there was a moment where uh, Xavier Woods hit a phenomenally great top rope drop kick Mm. to Shelton Benjamin and just looked like it took him clean out. It was wonderful. It seemed like a really good match, and the, the the ending was definitely very hot. Unfortunately, half of it was in the commercial break. Yep, yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. And New Day won um, convincingly, I've written here yeah. in my notes here. That's the other side of it as well, is that, yeah, we might be building this three-way thing, but again, American Beta looked like they were never in control of winning the match. They were convincingly mm-hmm. beaten by the New Day. Next up, we had Naomi, Charlotte, and Natalia backstage. Standing in the row. Yeah, all either former champions or the champions. So these are these are like the last three SmackDown Women's Champions. Hefty opposition for the debuting NXT call-ups. Like, full credit to WWE for booking them as their first opponents uh, because it really elevates the NXT girls. But not credit 
for the awful dialogue they had to say to each other. Did Natalia botch her line? Which, in this? what was the because line? Because her line was, they may be big fish in a small pond, but we're going to show them that this is Smackdown Live. So, yeah. is Smackdown the small pond? Surely they're small fish in a big pond. NXT was possibly the small pond. Was that pond? the small pond? But the way she phrased it was mm. that they're now the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. I wonder if she was meant to say they're small fish in a big pond. Yeah, I mean, it was just all wooden delivery. Yeah. Uh, Naomi's bad at this stuff. Natalia tries hardest but it's not very fun to listen to charlotte's the best of the three but even she couldn't get out this verbiage correctly yeah no not correctly sorry but like she it's impossible to, to read the stuff they've got it, yeah terrible yeah what wasn't terrible however no this is where the show got great was the bludgeon brothers who the show turned an absolute corner for me after this two weeks in very very good stuff from the bludgeon brothers yep great music uh, they just d- destroyed the hype bros in under a minute. So wonderful. I really like their finisher. I really like the slap as well. Yeah, love Psych that. rowing up. Yep. I even like the the hammers and the putting down uh, yes. thing. Like, that grew on me this week. <laughs> Someone tweeted me today because I was like, oh, the Bludgeon Brothers are so awesome. And they said, like, why do you love them? It's just the same wrestlers we've seen. They've just got a weird gimmick now. They just And they wear weird costumes. And listed all these negative things about them. And I just replied, yeah, but now they carry hammers. They're yeah. wonderful now. They're I, great. I, well, you just described WWE's booking media. <laughs> because what would have been nice, because I'm a big fan of their previous Wyatt Family gimmick, I didn't see anything wrong with it. But okay, you want to give them a new act to refreshen them up. At least tell a story to how they got there. Yeah. Like, say, you know, they went out to the woods, show some vignettes of them becoming these characters. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, but I know that's Luke Harper from the Wyatt Family. So why is he doing this? Yeah, why and, does he have a hammer? Yeah, well, that's, I think, well, they won't ask that because he's got a hammer now. The hammer's <laughs> cool enough. The hammer explains the gimmick. I w- and I would, this is the best way I can describe it. Malibu Stacy just got a new hat. Yes, perfect. Great Simpsons reference. Now, after this match, after months and months of teasing. After no and, mention of it last week. Yeah, and being dropped seemingly several times. Mojo Rawley turned on Zack Ryder. Certainly did. He attacked him and then uh, gave him a bit of a vicious, vicious beatdown while mm. screaming, Hype Bros are dead. Mm. Yep. So, so maybe he's going to be with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> You're all dead. Yeah. Also the Hype Bros. Uh, this Broken was... Mojo Rawley. And the crowd were cheering like, this, this is, is awesome. awesome. And you're like, this, it's exactly what happened when Goldust turned on our truth and the crowd were like, way! Because they get to see a heel turn. It's like a high spot. It's like a title change. But there's no emotion there. You're not really invested in either of these characters. It's just hollow chanting. Again, not the the fault of the crowd. It's the fault of the storytelling of WWE. Because they they should have done this breakup months ago when the storyline was actually at its apex. Mm. But then they just dropped it because they were like, ah, Survivor Series has got to be done first. And now they're just bring it back up and be like, ah, yeah, now we'll do it. Or or just tell the story again. Like, just te- have four weeks of consistent television where you are telling the breakup of a team. Yeah. Not just have it come out like this when it's really... It's just, it's just rubbish. You wouldn't get that from another narrative piece of drama on, on TV. Like, we're just walk, watching The Walking Dead. Sometimes they do these stupid things. But they wouldn't just bring, un- bring up a plot point from ages ago 
and immediately paid off there. Yeah. They'd, they'd spend a few weeks building it back up, or at least a video package or something. Are there video packages in The Walking Dead? Uh, you know, like a, re- <laughs> uh, a recap at the start of an episode. I would love I it mean. if there were video packages. So in a way, Like yeah. with Classy Freddy Blassie doing voiceover. Yeah. So this was just another uh, tag team breakup for a tag team breakup's sake. Yep. Because, I mean, we're swimming in tag teams at the mm. moment, aren't we? So let's just break one of them up. I mean, Mojo Rawley, Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Yep. I think I got that out right. Uh, he's destined for great things, right? So he seems to be getting the heel push. Zack Ryder. But where's he getting the heel push to? Because, like, that's the thing with SmackDown. This is, this is the discussion we had last week, or we've had over a couple of weeks. SmackDown is the land of mid-carders. Mm. So all he's going to be is just another mid-carder in amongst all of the other mid-carders. He's just fighting along, you know, fighting for positions against Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin and Mike Kanellis and Ty Dillinger and just all these, Dolph Ziggler, just all these mid-carders that SmackDown has. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura is another one. I hate to say it. Yeah. He has become a mid-carder. And if we're going to demote Jinder, then Jinder's just another mid-carder yeah. in there as well. Uh, Yeah, it was. Yeah, but, you know, whenever this stuff happens, I'm like, Oh, especially at the moment, is Zack Ryder safe? Mm. Because if you hear tomorrow Zack Ryder release from WWE, it's not like you can go, oh, I didn't see that coming considering <laughs> news over the past month and how things are going. Yep. <clears throat> but speaking of the mid-card. Yep, so next up we have Bobby Roode, someone who was glorious, could have been a main eventer, but now he's, yep, he's found, not found that level, he's been demoted to that level. Because that's what SmackDown does, the land of the mid-card, you come in as with all this momentum behind you, you come in as mm. pushed as a big star, you get put into a feud with Dolph Ziggler and then Baron Corbin, boom, you're a mid-carder, welcome yeah. to the mid-card. Unless you're Randy Orton or John Cena, <laughs> those are the two main guys, or Shane McMahon, he's good, yeah. he's my favourite. <laughs> So Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode was cutting the promo backstage. Pretty, um, like, again, bad script. Good delivery, I thought. Bobby was doing his best with what he had. Yep. Then Baron Corbin stepped in, and he's, like, you know, just giving a bit. A, a really rubbish comeback. Like, I guess you really are delirious. Yeah. That, that isn't even the catchphrase. <laughs> Glorious. That came off weird. It was weird. And then Bobby was like, okay, if you think you're so big and tough. Also, also he's not delirious. He's delusional. <laughs> That's the line that's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Bobby then said, well, chat, let me fight you for the United States title tonight. This bit I really did enjoy. Yeah, though. crowd pop big. Yeah, and Corbin starts nodding. He's like, okay, okay, we're going to do this. Leans forward. I Like, I swear I heard before he said it, you got a match. But then he just goes, no. Walks <laughs> <laughs> off. It was great. Yeah, it was good. That was, uh, yeah, really great stuff from Baron Corbin. Also, very good stuff from AJ Styles versus the Singh brothers. Do you know who's great? AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ Styles is a very good professional wrestler. Some might say he's one of the best, mm. and I would agree with those. So uh, AJ got a huge pop coming out. Uh, the Singh brothers had come out before him, and even though they're the ones wrestling, they still introduced Jinder Mahal. Well, it's the last time they get to do it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, so... Jinder attacks AJ before this handicap match against the Singh brothers. And to, it, it actually allowed AJ to have a match with the Singh brothers. I cannot tell you how much I loved this. 
really, from really start good. to end, I thought this was just brilliant. Mm. It was great. It's AJ just going constantly down because he's such a good baby face that these two these two dorks are just beating him up and the crowd are booing because this is AJ Styles, he's mm. the WWE champion, and he's being beaten down by these two dorks because these three dicks cheated and beat him up beforehand. And then AJ Styles just makes this great comeback, hits what a spectacular move off the top off the, the middle rope, gets the three count. Just what a match. Yeah. Loved this. Yeah, it's it's nice when characters are over the way you want them to be over. Yes. Good guys getting cheered, bad guys getting booed. Love this. It works. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the particular match uh, move you're talking about was when AJ brings Samir. Yeah, Samir up to the second rope. Did it or or Samir was trying to do something. Trying, on him he was trying and to do a hurricane runner. And Samir was already on the ground. I didn't even realise he was there until the reversal. Styles clash off the second rope on one sing brother onto the other on the ground. So great good. finish. Wonderful. I love this. And uh, do you know what? Credit where credit is due. Jinder sold all of this fantastically. Mm. He was on the outside just freaking out. He was really cheering when uh, the Singh brothers were winning. Then he was really upset when they lost. I thought Jinder was actually quite good here. Wait, are we are we seeing a Jinder Mahal breakdown? <laughs> yeah, broken Jinder. Broken Jinder. Yeah, yeah he's going to get like a big Hinder long streak in this. Hinder Jinder. The uh, I yeah, I thought Jinder's facials, his performance at ringside was really really good. I liked when his hair comes out and goes crazy. Yeah, he looks wild. Yeah, yeah he's a big uh, lean man. I. Yeah, he's, he's intimidating. Yeah. And then he beat up the Singh brothers, his own personal goons. And man alive, I, I hope they don't get rid of the Singh brothers because you just need them to take bumps for people. Because, like, look how like brilliant they made Randy Orton by just yeah. taking bumps for him. And then they made Jinder look, like, really imposing because they sold the Coloss so well. Yeah. Like, one of them just, like, just flipped over, like, 20 times before he landed. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was really, really good. Uh, so, but again... I see this, and I, in a few days' time, WWE have come to terms with the Singh brothers for their release. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. No. Uh, this felt like writing people off shows. Yeah. I can't wait for them to show up in Impact. Yeah, but hope you know, hopefully they do stick around, like you say, because yeah. they are a, a, a good act. Next up, we had Ruby Riot cutting a promo backstage, and she called, uh, she revealed the name because Paige gets absolution. Our name is. The Riot Squad. Yes, that's what it is, isn't it? It's the Riot Squad. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fun fact for you that I had no idea about Ruby Riot. There are two T's in her name. Now there are. Is it now there are? Yes, this okay. is as of last night. Right. I was, because her Titantron thing came up with two T's. And I was like, has there always been two T's in Ruby Riot? Literally last night. Wow. And it's because uh, the speculation is that there is a sort of teenage fan not fan fiction but a teenage fiction character called Ruby Riot oh right in, in uh, novels so they have changed it to two T's it's like Taz when he came in he had two Z's exactly okay uh, yeah so yeah she called them the Riot Squad and then I thought she did a good job of reminding us of everyone's names I'm Ruby Riot I've got the Firecracker Liv Morgan and the tough Southern Belle uh, what's the name Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Logan <laughs> That's why I needed need to remind me of the names. That couldn't have worked any better. Oh, man. Uh, but so it's funny. just like The Shield did when they first debuted. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. Rollins. Reigns. Shield. Yeah, so it's it's a good way to get them over. And I thought those little little uh, bits before their names, the Monikers, the Firecracker and the Southern Bell, really, 
I immediately got what their characters were. Yeah, although I'm, I don't know, man. Liv Morgan's just she's such a baby face. Yeah, she looks like a baby face. She cuts a promo like a baby face. She smiles like a baby face. She's she's just a baby face. I don't buy her as a heel act whatsoever. I, I thought she was a cocky heel, and I thought she did the heel stuff good in this. But when I was going through the photos of the match afterwards. Yeah, she's great baby face selling. Because I, was she, like, I feel sympathy for you, and you're with Charlotte. She's a very good baby face. Mm. She's a really good baby face. She's a likable person. Also, firecracker. Just, I don't know. It doesn't sound very dangerous. Mm. Like it, it doesn't. Oh, ow! Exactly it's that sort of thing. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, might as well call her like, oh, she's a match. Yeah, like oh, strike a light. It's not. It's not great. So they took on Charlotte, Natalia, and Naomi. In a six-woman tag. In a six-woman tag, like just like the previous one. Okay, really. Does this one end in a three-on-one handicap beatdown? Sure does. Oh wow. Okay. However, I really enjoyed this. Love this. Of the two, I think the Riot Squad are far more intriguing. I'm totally with you. At one hundred percent with you on that. Although I'm not overly buying into Liv Morgan as a heel because I think she's too much of a babyface. I'm much. I'm more interested in this act than I am at Absolution. Although the page. Asuka stuff was really good. Yeah, but that's only more because I like Asuka. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Riot Squad came out to Ruby Riot's entrance music, which is like... I a, mean, her really good baby face music. Yeah, which is like a Ramon-style song. And uh, yeah, they just... Everything about them, the way they got in the ring, they all like pounced, like put stayed there for a bit looking and then all got in together and then sort of stalked around the same way. They had a real consistency across them, even though they all look very different from each other. And uh, the match is Charlotte gets the heat for ages. Um, no, sorry, Natalia first. Riot and Logan get the better of her. So she just bails. I I'm not, I'm not, don't want yeah. any part of this. It was great. I loved that. Really good booking because now you've got the... It sort of still makes both sides look good. Yeah. Like, you, I don't feel bad for Charlotte and Naomi for losing because they were at a disadvantage. And the three new girls still still won. That, that's a former champion that they've just chased off. Yeah. So really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Naomi also gets taken out brutally. I loved this. Yeah. What an inventive way of doing a, cha- a, a stair shot. Because the stairs are very, a bit overplayed in mm. WWE. They don't really mean anything because people just get thrown into them all the time. But this, I was like, that's really inventive. At first, I thought they were sort of putting them on there as in like, oh, we've buried you under the yeah, stairs. I thought that as and I was well. like, I mean, you could tell that's not touching her at all. But then when they did the slingshot into it, I was like, that's great. That's a brilliant, brilliant inventive spot. Just in case no one's seen it, they popped, they they put Naomi on the ground, they popped the, or propped rather, the steel steps over her onto the barricade, so she's underneath it, and then, yeah, they did the slingshot up and took her out, and then Naomi was stretched off, it was sold like a big deal. So that's Becky Lynch last week, they took out with the door, and Naomi here... So they're really making a name for themselves and later on these women can return and take them on in a big baby face comeback. Did I um, miss a line of commentary? Did they mention that Becky Lynch is taking time off or that she, we're not going to see her for a while? Not that I can remember, no. but last week they certainly did. Like, oh, she's really badly injured. I know they said that like, she's really badly injured, but yeah. it was never like a, oh, it's not like the Miz was taken out by a table shot and then they mm. announced, yeah, we're not going to see Miz for a few weeks now or we're going to see him for a few months. I just I, I don't know if there maybe there was a line of, uh, a line of dialogue coverage. I just missed it. I can't remember. But yeah, Riot ended up taking the got, getting the pin on Charlotte. Yep, with a little Pele kick, which I really like. And they won great first match. Really into the Riot squad. I hope this continues. Like this. Uh, what about the Fashion Files sword? sword? This was great. Did you? I uh, thought I, again. I think the Fashion Files stuff has leveled off. I think they're under the weight of this unresolved mystery. I, th- I feel like that's bogging over them too much. I prefer they just put that to rest and then 
embark on new adventures. Well, I 100% agree with mm. you. However, this very much made me laugh. There were lots of really good moments in this. For example, we need to beat this dead horse. Yes. That was the a, keys a, were in the the, the keys horse. were in the horse. Love that. But it was really just the just the the, the, improvis- the the improvisational shouting between Tyler Breeze, Victor and Connor where essentially if you haven't seen it it's a, a parody of Saw they're tied up to the uh, Breeze and Dango are tied up to the wall as are the Ascension and then a little screen comes up and a guy a, a faceless person says you're making a mockery of the tag team division mm. so in 60 seconds I'm going to put poisonous gas into this room and then they find the key in the horse the fashion police save themselves because the Ascension say you save yourselves we just want to be the martyrs that get that allow our best friends to save ourselves and all the while they're saying this Tyler Breach just keeps shouting you're not our friends you're not our friends we're not best friends you're not our friends and then they run off and then Dango comes back to pick up his hat and they're like we knew you'd come back it's like no I should get my hat and then they run off and then they shout back we're still best friends and then Tyler Breach shouts back goodbye Vincent (laughs) it's like it's Connor oh is it it's Victor Victor. it's It's Victor. Victor Yeah, this was all. It was all very funny, uh, but yeah, the the ascension are dead. I well, suppose. no, because I think they're the ones behind it all. Oh, you know, if you told me that a couple of months ago, I'd have been like, "Get out!" <laughs> that is the worst payoff. But now, I almost I, I've I, actually worked in background. Absolutely, yeah, because all yeah. the ascension wants to be is their friends, and I think they're now setting themselves up into these situations so they can make the fashion files their friends. Mm. But they're not interested, and that's yeah. going to sow the seed then for their their big heel turn. Only if uh, the the best way to do that would be sort of a sad piano music, and it's a flashback of all the th- in black and white, yes. and all the things they've done. Uh, one other shout out, of course, to my boy Byron Saxton. Uh, just before this, he did a Total Divas plug, and uh, Corey's like, "We all know you love Total Divas," and Byron just reached over to do a fist bump yeah and Corey didn't give it back to him my favorite thing about this though was there so they're doing of this plug for total divas and Corey graves is just like it's a great season of total divas it's the best season yet so far we've got i got nia Jax, we've got carmela we've got alexa bliss going through all the new cast members talking about what a great show it was and then like a total dick goes like yeah but byron watched it what a dork yeah like, well you watch it as well clearly because you're just talking about how it's the best season so far Corey. mm yeah, that was bad stuff from Corey. You just, really you just put that you buried your own product that you yeah. just sold. Yeah, uh, which yeah makes you uncredible and damages the product. Yeah, grave mistake. So, so the final bit here of the main event was Kevin Owens taking on Randy Orton. They they had a pretty decent match. I, I thought this yeah. was great. Yeah, I yeah, really, I really like this. Uh, no DQ match. Kendo sticks came out early. They brawled around the crowd, back yeah. in the ring, back loved in all the like crowd. The, loved the backdrops into the barricade yeah. stuff. I thought Kevin Owens selling was absolutely brilliant. And Randy Orton came across as someone who was legitimately mad mm. at Kevin Owens, despite the fact he technically has no storyline reason to be mad. But he was genuinely angry at him, even with his little tufty hair. And he was just, I mean, I know I'm no person to really talk about hair, but he was, and he just went, he came out just like out the gates, pissed. I, I thought Randy was great mm. in this match, and I thought Kevin was great as well. I thought this was a, a, a pretty terrific main event. Uh, they, yeah, they got the, the little hair thing like Cena going again. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird tufty hair that the WWE main eventers from yesteryear have to do. Is he also getting ready to film a film? Randy, I'd, yeah, yeah, he, he's done Marines in the past. I don't think he's good. No, anymore. what was that one? I just that he, think he doesn't care. What was the one he did with um, uh, Ed Helms? 
Where it's like, oh, legendary. Was is it, it legendary? I can't. I can't remember. It's just like, as if you don't release the truth, I will. Mm. But uh, there was also a bit beforehand where one of the generic interviewers tried to get a word from Randy Orton backstage, and Randy Orton just walked past her. Yeah, because he's angry. Uh, yes, this is good. Near the end, Sammy, or- Sammy Zayn attacked Autumn with a steel chair. But he's banned from ringside. He wasn't at ringside, as, as Corey, Corey Graves Corey. pointed out. It was on the entrance ramp. So if that isn't addressed, that's terrible. But I fully expect it to play into next week where Shane will be angry. Sammy Zayn interfered. We've got, we can fire them now. And Brian will be... He wasn't technically at ringside. Yeah. So that, you know, you see both sides of the argument. Daniel Bryan is definitely on the healer side, but he's totally justified. And also, Randy doesn't look bad in this loss to Kevin Owens because it was all built around his left leg. Mm. Owens' first bit of offense he got in was hitting Orton with in the left leg with the kendo stick. Sami Zayn's attack with the chair was targeted on his leg, and then Owens clipped him on that leg. That was in the a ring. brutal looking clip. Yeah, and yeah. then hit the uh, the frog splash for like the win. A, it was like an uppercut to the to yeah. the back of the leg. I, I thought this was a really terrific story. I thought both guys were really good. I I, I really enjoyed this. I liked uh, winning with a bullfrog splash as well. Yeah, it's, I like it when people don't win with their finishes occasionally. Yeah, it just. But at the end, I just felt like this. Although I enjoyed the match, and SmackDown did pick up by the end of this match, I was a bit like. Yeah, it's a bit bit limp. There was no, I, you know, I like a cliffhanger. And after last week's cliffhanger, <laughs> I just thought this was it would have something more, but there yeah. wasn't. Uh, do you want to go first? Um, oh yeah, because you went first last time. I think this is a pretty easy one. I thought Raw was a pretty pants and diabolical mm. show, so I'm going with SmackDown this week. I also thought Raw was pretty pants overall. Uh, I also thought SmackDown was pretty lackluster as well, actually. Hmm. I gave it a low smack bang in the middle. Well, really? Wow! Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I would almost, almost would gone almost smack-tastic. Is that four out of That's five? That's four out of five. Yeah. No, I won't, I won't go that high. Uh, but talking about it in retrospect, I did... I feel like I enjoy it more now than I did when I was watching it. Maybe I maybe I just didn't appreciate a few things. But I do, do stand by... A lot of the Shane McMahon stuff being terrible. Yeah. And just not ending... Although I like the match, just... I wanted something... I, I like cliffhangers. I just feel like SmackDown has mo- no momentum if it doesn't have a cliffhanger. Yeah. You want people to tune in next week. Would you tune in next week if you were a mainstream casual viewer? Uh, yeah, because... Based fact- on that one... Because the, the Based fact- on the main event. Oh, based on the main event. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so that's my argument there. do any iTunes reviews I completely forgot that looking I'm looking at the screen now yep I was like did we do only one (laughs) no we we didn't do any we didn't do a single one of them Uh, but anyway let's talk about the show first oh yeah Uh, how are you feeling about it because we got out of the recording booth and then I said did you actually say if you preferred Raw or SmackDown this week (laughs) and we're not sure if you did and we we are too lazy to go back and you know rewatch the footage Especially because as soon as it starts exporting, that's it. That's four and a half hours gone, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, I preferred SmackDown, but overall this week I thought it was not a great week of WWE television. Two weeks of, excuse me, two oh, weeks on the bounce. You got emotional. I would say, oh no, I quite enjoyed Raw last week. You didn't? I, yeah, no, I, was, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was gonna say, I, honestly, I don't remember the show. Roman won. Yeah, it was Roman and Page. Yeah, that's about the only things I can remember. Page return. Uh, yeah, so. 
I would say usually, wow, we've been spoiled for WWE television over the last few weeks. It's probably been the, rep, the best run of WWE programming for 2017, possibly even the back end of 2016 as well. And then I thought, oh, but it's still not amazing. Yeah, and also I think now we're getting into that Christmas lull where it's like the end of November through to probably the beginning of January. It's just going to be a lot of filler. Mm. It's a lot of like, yeah, let's get the end of year stuff done because then we can focus on the Royal Rumble, which means the Clash of Champions, which is in like three weeks. It's only had one match announced for it. That will just have a card that's probably like Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode. I'll have blah, blah, blah. And then uh, hopefully uh, American Beta Uso's New Day three-way ladder, in a ladder match. match, of course. Uh, but then we'll just get 2018 done, and then we can focus on all the uh, 2017 done. Do you know what? I've done that so much. I you did it yesterday. I yeah. did it. You did it yesterday. I did it last week as well. I titled it in the video 2018. I, I'm so excited for 2018, probably because Avengers Infinity War is out. But, oh, uh, that film. This, but uh, I, yeah, so let's get 2017 done and out of the way. Then we can focus on the brilliance of 2018. And, yeah. the, and the Royal Rumble. The optimism of a new year. But first, let's finally do some iTunes reviews. Roman Reigns 100 writes Top Pod. Great podcast. Gives you all you want from a wrestling podcast. And they have great chemistry together also. Thanks, man. Some might say romantic chemistry. <laughs> and Tom Reynolds, number one, writes Talk Wrestling Sense. I listen to this podcast down the gym and it keeps me distracted with their hilarity and witty banter. Top guys, I also often practice my Ollie Davis voice with the lads. Oh, Tom Reynolds. What's, a, Thanks, what's an Tom Ollie Reynolds. Davis voice? Tom Reynolds. I imagine it's just someone shouting at you, yeah. isn't it? In a slightly nasal... Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk News. I'm Ollie Davis. Something like that? Uh, shall I do Luke Owen? Yeah. I'm Luke Owen. <laughs> My name's Luke Owen, and I like wrestling, and I like facts, and I most like rebooking the invasion storyline. <laughs> I think that was a botched time. Also, hey, WCW, <laughs> let me talk about WCW. It's uncanny. It, it is uncanny, uncanny yeah. I, anyone who's listening might have thought that I was just like talking yeah. twice then. They, I mean, they yeah, they, they probably didn't know when it transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be back on Saturday with some uh, news. Well, some news and a nice newsy podcast. But hey, before then, probably, as, as your parting bit, we will have the Survivor Series 1998 review podcast up. We certainly How will. How exciting. So if you want to listen to that, if you already are a Patreon donator, pleasure, whatever, go over there. It'll be, you'll be notified when it goes up. If you aren't, what are you waiting for, as Michael Cole would say about the WWE Network? It's, what are you waiting for? It's like Netflix, but better. Remember, that yeah. was their catchphrase for a while? Was it? Yeah, it was when they thing. first launched it. Oh, and because geez. it's because it's cheaper than Netflix, or at least it was when they first launched it, or it was slightly more expensive than Netflix, I can't remember. But that was the way they used to pitch it, because they had to try and explain what a streaming service was to the, the, the masses. Sure. So they would go, it's like <laughs> Netflix, but better. Well, the Patreon's like... Netflix and WWE Network and everything you love rolled into one but better but better uh, yes and so the Survivor Series 1998 podcast will be going up there later this week see you on Saturday love you bye
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.